This is BetQL Daily, presented by FanDuel with the Joes, Joe Ostrowski and Joe Giglio. But I'm just going to remind everyone today, if you haven't, maybe you got it at one number, I'd say double down and get it again. Take the Colts, minus nine and a half on the win total today. Fade Wentz while the injury is uncertain. I think they're going under, even if he's coming back and trying to play through this. From BetQL. All right, all signs point to that. We'll see uh, coming up. This is Joe Ostrowski and Joe Giglio. Welcome back into BetQL Daily. We'll be here the next three hours on the BetQL Network, presented by FanDuel. Coming up on the show in about 20 minutes, we'll hear from Eric Eager over at Pro Football Focus. He's got a lot of strong opinions on some win totals. Want to hear from him, including the football team. We've had some guests on the last couple of days, not high on the football team and uh, they're making a lot of sense to me. We'll see where we sit after our conversation with Eric Eager. Andrew Filipponi, 1020 Eastern from 93.7. The fan in Pittsburgh does national stuff for CBS Sports Radio. I want to get his thoughts on the Steelers. We'll be breaking down the Steelers and Bengals with our team previews today. Go over the MLB card, as we always do. We'll play nickel or dime later on in the show. NBA free agency moves. How you feeling, Joe G? I'm feeling good. Yeah, it's, you know, we talked about how the calendar kind of goes down a little bit and then ramps back up with football here. And then like, it hit me like a ton of bricks yesterday. We'll get to the NBA. Like, wait, NBA franchise starting. It's just like yeah. my sports calendar still off, but yes, a, an action packed day yesterday. A lot of news obviously for us to get to. And uh, it impacts a whole lot of things coming up here. It started, but it didn't start. It's official, but it's not official. You have to wait till later on. But when Woj tweets something or Shams, same deal. It's pretty much official. There, there are some discrepancies on the money with some of these players, but my goodness, the money. Oh, it, it's hard to train ourselves like, okay, NBA money is not real money. These fringe players are going to get buku bucks. And uh, we saw a lot of that yesterday. My team, the Bulls, very active early. Uh, the, the player that Bulls fans have been screaming for for about a year, Returns Karnaschovas, gets his man in Lonzo Ball. We'll get to that coming up, but I need to use uh, this platform that I have on BetQL Daily to make a quick announcement. Just because... ESPN Stats and Info tweets out, Andrew Heaney is the second Yankees pitcher to allow four home runs at his first start with the team and first to do it in a Yankees debut, dot, dot, dot. He joins Joe Ostrowski in 1950. Ostrowski had previously made relief outings for the Yankees. Just because ESPN Stats and Info tweets that on a Monday evening does not give you the right to bully me on social media. Okay. Well, I don't know. I mean, I, that seems like a, an invitation for, for some bullying. I saw that. I was scrolling last night. I was watching the games and I was like, you know, ever saw like, something catches your eye, but it doesn't really register. And that caught my eye. Like I saw your name and it caught my eye. And I was like, wait a second. And I scrolled back and then I was like, what? So this, this guy was a picture of like a, yeah, 60, 70 years ago. You, you, yeah. you knew about this. I'm sure you knew about this. I did know, yeah. know about this. I've considered buying the baseball card, which is probably like a dollar 25 online. Yeah. Uh, Coke bottle glasses, Yankees reliever. I, I've looked up the baseball reference page many times. It's also been brought to my attention. But yeah, I, I'm at football practice last night and the phone just is blowing up. I'm like, what is happening? What is going on? I haven't tweeted in hours. And I, and I check it out. I'm like, ah. Oh, uh, yeah. Joe Ostrowski. Terrible. Terrible. And we talked about the Yankees. How about the Yankees last night? And then uh, you get some news on Garrett Cole. I guess he's out of the AL Cy Young 
race, uh, the odds are down everywhere. Yeah, well, he's going to miss at least a start, and uh, obviously, we don't know how long he'll be out. He's gonna yep. he's on the COVID IL. He tested positive for COVID, so that's a big deal for the Yankees. Their future, every game matters for them. It's also a big deal in the AL Cy Young race, which will we'll get to the AL futures as this day goes along as well. Plenty going on in the NFL. We'll start with more quarterback news. Time for today's headlines. We're very confident in the quarterback room that we have. You know. Um, love Jacob. He's, you know, I think he's making good progress. Uh, you know, it's, it's all, these reps are invaluable. So I had a good conversation with Jacob yesterday. Hey man, it's your show. Let's go. You know, and you got it. You he has to prepare like he's starting week one and we don't know if that'll happen or not, but he's got to get ready. And, um, we're going to trust him in that process and, and support him and get behind him and just help him to continue to get better. He's got the right mindset. They're saying five to 12 weeks for Carson Wentz. That came out late uh, in our show yesterday. That's a wide range, man. That is a wide range. That's a season-changing range. Tough. I know a lot of people have been jumping on some Titans, Futures, Win Totals, Division stuff to make the playoffs. I understand those bets. They make a lot of sense in the world. But if we're talking about five weeks and Wentz is there at the start of the season, okay, maybe the conversation changes. Maybe those odds are going to change. It's... um. Man, I don't know. So we've ripped Carson Wentz a good amount on this show. I say we, but it's more you. And and you've seen his career up close and personal. You have a lot of reasons to do that. But in the, with the same point, like we're when you're going down to Jacob Eason, how much is that drop-off? Well, the odds tell us for week one, since Wentz is not expected to go, the Colts go from a two-and-a-half-point favorite to a three-point underdog against Seattle. Yeah, and shame on the Colts. I mean, they acquired a, a quarterback that's had a lot of injury issues in his career. And to yeah. not put someone behind him that is at least has some sort of experience playing. I mentioned yesterday, Nick Mullins, not a very good quarterback, but one that has starting experience. He's played in San Francisco. He was on the street till June. Like, anyone could have had him. He's a third-string Eagle quarterback now. They didn't do that. So shame on them. Joe, I, even if we split the difference here, right? We say 8 to 9 weeks. 5 to 12 is a weird, weirdly odd range. But let's say we split the difference. 8 to yeah. 9. That's about two months puts him back to beginning of October. Those first five games, we've talked about it with the Colts. It's, it's why I was I was down on the Colts' win total before this. Those first five weeks, Seahawks, Rams, Titans, Dolphins, and Ravens. If you have to go through that with Jacob Eason, I mean, what are we talking about here? One and four? Potentially 0 and five? Like, that's – and the Colts have a good team around him, but that's a lot to ask from a quarterback that hasn't played. We can take it a step further with that schedule. You said Tennessee, Miami, Baltimore, weeks three, four, and five there. That Baltimore game is on Monday night. The Baltimore game is the third of three consecutive road games. That's tough to do in this league when you're at full strength. And you kind of look away because, okay, after the fifth game, you've got Houston. But, hey, if we're talking about the max amount of time missed here, and he's missing the first half of the season. After that Houston game, it's two more playoff probables at San Francisco and hosting Tennessee. The season might be over six to eight weeks in. It could absolutely be done. Yeah, and and just thinking ahead with that, if it is, and this impacts if you're going to bet the Colts win total, if you think they could rebound the second half. Joe, if they get to a point where they're one and six or one and seven, their first-round pick is tied to the Eagles if Wentz plays 75% of the snaps. You think they're going to rush him back if they're 1-5? and five? 
No. Like you hold him out one or two more weeks. You know what you do? You save your first round pick regardless of how he comes back, regardless of how your season goes. You at least have your first round pick tied to next year. So there's a lot of things tied into this. But five to 12 weeks is a significant, significant blow for the Indianapolis Colts. Yeah. Yeah. So I, you really don't know what to do. So we mentioned the point spread. Uh, what I find fascinating from the points, uh, from the betting perspective, obviously, we always talk about the value of a quarterback. Even though Wentz stinks, how valuable is he? Well, how good is your second string quarterback? Going from Wentz to Eason, the odds will suggest, oh, really? Wentz is worth five and a half, six points? Not really. There's context to be given there because it's just moving from almost at a key number of three through the zero to the three, which which happens a good amount. It doesn't mean he's truly worth five and a half points to the point spread because once you're around the zero, you know, moving a couple points there, it doesn't really matter. But it's significant, and the total went way down. Um, it was 52 before this Wentz injury. I saw a 48 over at FanDuel, and some books have it down at 46 out in Las Vegas. Yeah, which tells you a couple things. One, they don't think Issa could play. And two, now we're going to probably imagine Colts unders, where they try to play it close to the vest. They run the football. They have a good stable of running backs, good offensive line, try to – ugly it up win an old school football game here or there without a quarterback that could be unless of course they go get another quarterback maybe i'm the jerk but i don't ever want to hear from quarterback three i don't i don't care i don't care what you have to say why are you at a podium it's one thing at training camp if a bunch of media members are circling you and there's some kind of story okay you're in the news fine i guess that makes sense but why is Nick Foles at a podium here listen to this Joe G if you have not heard this this is Nick Foles yesterday uh, talking to the Bears media, and of course, they were asking about this Wentz injury in Indy. Listen, Frank Reich is one of my favorite, if not favorite, coaches of all time. He understands me as a player. He understands me as a person. But, you know, right? I, I haven't had any talks with him. I don't know. I'm a Chicago Bear right now. But I think if he knows me. He understands. I mean, y'all watched the 2017 season and the playoffs where he changed the offense and built it around me and y'all saw what happened. So he understood my mentality as a player and he was able to build it around me and put me in a successful position and my teammates. But that being said, they have Carson and Carson and I have a lot of history. I have a lot of respect for Carson. He's a tremendous player. He's going through adversity once again, but he'll bounce back. And you know what? He might miss a few games, but I know he'll be back out there, but we haven't had any talks. So right now I'm a Chicago Bear and I'm going to keep slinging it with these third stringers, and we're going to dice them up. That might be the most I've heard from Nick Foles in a calendar year. I mean, he's he's up at the podium knowing this is going on NFL Network. It's going everywhere, right to the Colts, and he's begging, please, please work out a deal. Get me out of here. I have no interest in being the guy behind the guy with the clipboard. Frank, come get me. <laughs> I'm ready. Let's wait, go. wait. Let's create some magic again, baby. We did it in 2017 selfishly and i know you want him out of chicago because who wants to pay a it doesn't yeah, yeah it's, like whatever but like i i, I can't I, I need this to happen because i i watched this play out in philadelphia and i think i just think the first of all it, it would make the colts win total more interesting right can they win a game or two more with nick Foles instead of jacob Eason? probably and then just the idea of like what if he's playing okay and they have to bring ones back in i watched this play out multiple times in philadelphia i feel like carson wentz might just say all right i'm out i'm retiring i'm done I have a feeling it won't be as hectic with the Indianapolis media compared to the Philadelphia yeah, media. <laughs> a little bit different. Peter King wrote in one of his columns uh, around the time the trade was happening that there's the reason Carson will be better or something like that is there's no WIP in uh, in Indianapolis. So, yeah, maybe a little bit less hectic. <laughs> but uh, it would be fun to watch. And 
Joe, this is interesting. Frank Reich, since he got to Indianapolis, since Luck went left, right? They've mm-hmm. only acquired quarterbacks that he's had a relationship with. Philip Rivers, he worked with in San Diego. So now, works. obviously, Carson Wentz. If I had to guess, they're going to go get Nick Foles because he knows him. And he's, the other part is, as bad as Foles was last year, he's a big upgrade over Jacob Eason. No you, question. You have no idea what he's going to be. Are, if it's Nick Foles starting week one for the Colts with Reich, if that's happening against Seattle, Colts are live. I don't think they're live to win against Seattle if they have Eason under center. Yeah, I feel the same way. I mean, that, that that's a game. It, it's a game, and if it's Colts getting – if the Colts are getting a point with Foles at home and he's the quarterback and he's been there for a couple of weeks learning the system, they've got a real chance to win the game. Yeah. Mm. That is uh, – it's looking rough. So you know what they have to do. We all know this. It's low-hanging fruit, but come on, people. You have to start Eason. Second series, Foles comes in because he's a different quarterback when he enters the game later on for some reason. Don't know what it is. Yes, and I'm already ready for when he when the when the Colts are what? Five and four with Foles, and they, the question is, should they put Carson Wentz back in? Yeah. It's like I'm living the, two years ago all over again. We're doing it again. All right, uh, let's hit on some Major League Baseball stuff. NBA, we're going to cover it later on. A lot to get to. We don't want to squeeze just a few minutes here during headlines here. Ben Verlander, Fox Sports. I've been appreciating uh, some of his work that he's done, but uh, he made a boo-boo yesterday. So editors ask him, send me your power rankings. Give me your top 10. White Sox fans, uh, they're always feeling like they're disrespected, and they were disrespected once again. I don't know how an editor – I don't even care if you're – God, you've got to be a little bit into sports, you would think, if you're at Fox Sports. But how do you put this out there? Like, are you sure? Are you sure? I don't know. One of the best records in all of baseball, one of the top run differentials, best pitching staffs, one of the top offenses. Are you sure you want to omit the White Sox from your top 10 list? Nobody did the double check, and uh, Ben Verlander was catching some heat on Twitter yesterday. Yeah, I, well, he should. I mean, that, that's it's ridiculous. Like, like listen <laughs> – if it was a top five list and he he wanted to kind of stoke the fires by saying, you know what, they're good, but they're not really a top five team. All right, fine. But once you look at the list and you start getting down to the Padres, who are without a bunch of players, the Yankees, the Blue Jays, the A's, no, you can't have those teams. It was an omission. This wasn't an opinion to, to stoke the fire. This was absolutely an omission. You just forgot them. Okay, so this, this was his expl- explanation to some on Twitter. I had them, meaning the White Sox, at number five. Deleted their name because I wanted them higher. Fixed the rest of the list. And then uh, he re- basically saying he realized he didn't realize till later that he's that he sent nine. I don't know. I don't know. I don't really understand what he's saying. Yeah, yeah. I think the, the less explanation, the better on this one. Yeah. My bad. Yeah. Just just say you're bad. Hey, it, I don't know. Like you've been there. You've written um yeah. for publications and i've done the same over the years uh, not anymore but i've done it how many times you proofread what you send to your editor yeah at least a few times where you like probably your not- name's going on it right and that's a big omission that's not like a typo that's like yeah that's a pretty big one yeah yeah i'm not i'm not quite buying what he's selling there all right we're gonna get back to the nfl eric eager from pro football focus will be here well uh, he'll tell us why he's selling the football team and some of the other win totals that he's taking a look at for the 2021 NFL season. Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, keep it locked on BetQL Daily, presented by FanDuel from BetQL.